Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Mind of Young Black Man. And today we're going to talk about looking out for oneself, looking out for yourself. You know, I've, there's so many times that I meet so many people and myself. I always, I'm realizing I'm starting, I'm always starting my stories like this. But I'm going to be honest with you. Life has been giving me a series of curveballs lately. I don't really know what God is turning out for for me or you know, I, I have so many questions because it seems as if I'm going down the straight and narrow street as soon as I as soon as I get comfortable it's time for me to take a turn a very abrupt turn it's not something that i can see it's like a curve and i don't know i can't see around the corner um that's how life has been for me um people have been going in and out of my life in one way or another um i have spent more time alone than i have in probably all my life and I have been able to realize a lot of things about myself I realized that I'm extremely social so me not being as social as I used to be has definitely been a hard thing for me to deal with I also see that I'm not like most uh, people my age Especially living in Atlanta, you know, I, this is one reason why I hate social media so much. <laughs> because <laughs> you 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 look at social media and you expect that you have to live a certain way at a certain time. And being a young man, a young professional, um, you know, I you know I think I'm supposed to be going to brunches all the time and hanging out, playing cards with people and. And being able to have invites to be birthdays and weddings and stuff like that. And I don't. And, you know, for a long time, I, I was like, damn, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't have those opportunities that I hear people talk about. You know, at one point in my life, I did. When I was living in California and, and, and uh, you know, other places. I, I I did have that, but when I moved to Atlanta, it's just things just my whole life just turned totally around, and um, it, it has still taken a lot of adjustment. And I have asked myself, you know, why do not why do I put myself into a predicament to do so much for other people, and then I get nothing in return. And the other day, I asked myself that question because, you know, I started feeling a little bad because I, I know and I have. I have literally given my last dollar to people. And I know in the back of my mind, I don't have any money. I don't know how I'm going to make it. But I always tell myself that if I give even my last, that I will end up getting even more back in, maybe not in a monetary form, but in another way. And and I think 
God gives you certain things right when you need it. He might not give it to you when you expect it, but right when you think that you can't take anymore, that's when whatever you're lacking, you end up having. And that's what I keep telling myself. You know, I um I have experienced a lot of pain in my life. And I've tried to heal that pain in a lot of different ways. And I believe that God has given me this time alone to be able to find ways to be closer to him and be closer within myself. Which brings me to my point. You know, in this day and age, we always are looking for other people's confirmation. Especially when it comes down to ourselves. We need other people to validate how worthy we are. We need other people to validate how pretty we are. Or how handsome we are. Or, you know, we need other people to validate if our jobs are <laughs> worth it. Or we need other people to validate what, what path we need to go through. But we never look at ourselves and ask ourselves if this what you want to do we have to start and this is I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you we have to start motivating ourselves and validating things within ourselves for us nobody in this life of ours that we're living in right now should be a bigger fan of you than you you should be your biggest fan. You should be your biggest supporter because at the end of the day, people that tell you what they want you to, what you they think you want to hear, or people that tell you you can't do something, a lot of times they're not telling you the truth. A lot of times they envy you. The same people you look at and say, damn, I wish I was like them, are the same people that say, damn, I wish I was like them. I know you might not you might not understand what I just said. And what I said out loud it didn't make any sense. But let me say this again. The same people that you look at on social media and say, damn, I wish I was like them. Those same people are saying they wish they were like you. I guarantee it. Now I, I sit, I sit on my on my recliner sometimes. I just think and I, I look at certain things. I say, damn, I wish I had like that. But then I guarantee you there's somebody out there that think I got it. They think I got it all, and I don't. I don't. I have a lot of great qualities about me. A lot of great, great qualities that I feel that a lot of people don't realize. But, you know, a lot of great qualities that I don't even know myself. I learned something new about myself Damn near every week. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even know you thinking like that. <laughs> and I'll be talking about myself. I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. Let me tell you something. I, for a long time, I was thinking that me becoming an educator was the dumbest idea in the world. Although I knew I had a passion for young black youth 
And I knew that I have a impact, a positive impact on the youth that I come in contact with. I thought, I thought that it was one of the worst decisions to leave urban development and start working with kids. And not because of my own thoughts, but because in a lot of people look at an educator and the response is disgust. And it's funny to me because I'm going to tell you this. 2017, I was working at the Botanical Gardens. 2018, 2018, I was working at Botanical Gardens. I had six jobs back then. I just moved back from California. And I didn't have it. Only money I had was the money that I had left over from California. When I moved back to Atlanta, I was broke. <laughs> I was dead broke. And I don't think I... I, I might have started the day with $20 and ended the day with negative 20 I had six jobs. People were like, how the hell you have six jobs? I had six part-time jobs because nobody would hire me uh, full-time. So... I work with Tennessee Gardens two days, three days a week. I work at PetSmart, Petco. Uh, I was working at Mercedes Benz. I was working at um, the Children's Museum. I was working anywhere that could hire me. I even did security overnight at a warehouse. I was just trying to. I was trying to grind. I was trying to make it. And so many people, when I would tell them what I was doing, especially when I'd be around a group of quote-unquote professionals, <laughs> they would really demean me in the smartest way. Demean me not for trying to make it, not for working hard. Uh, uh, well, yeah, for for really basically those things. But, but let me put like this. They would demean me because I wasn't them. I didn't make six figures. I'm not an entrepreneur. I didn't go to HBCU. You know, I. The list goes on why people were saying all these things about me. And, you know, I never could understand why can people either shut the hell up or why can people just say, damn, you a hustler, you grinding. You know, it took me a while to realize it's not their job to say that. It's not their job to motivate me. It's not their job to make me feel like I'm doing what's right. It's not their job. It's also not their job to talk shit either. But people are more prone to talk shit about you than to build you up. But whose job it is to build you up and motivate you and then put that passion inside? It's your job. It's your job. It is your job to motivate yourself, to do your thing, to do your passion, to follow your dreams. It is your job to aim for the stars even if you land on the moon. It is your job. 
it is your job to get out here and do whatever your heart tell you to do. Even when everybody tell you it, you ain't shit. I guarantee you, I can find 20 people to tell you that Preston Sales is a piece of shit. And I might get lucky and find five people who can tell you that that nigga, he gonna get out there and do what he gotta do to make ends meet. Because in this world, that's how people are. So what I decided to do, I decided to be my own biggest fan. Sure. Even right now, I'm an educator. I got two other jobs. And I'm in school. Which is the reason why I don't put I don't do my podcast as frequently. My day starts at 6 30 in the morning. Sometimes earlier than that. <laughs> my day ends. I usually start to go to sleep about five. I work whole eight hours, seven hours. I take an hour nap. I go to my second job. I stay there six hours. I get off around 11, 12. I come here. I come home. I study. Before I study, I take a 30 minute nap, which I just did. I take a 30 minute nap and I start reading or writing or doing whatever I have to do for school or for work. I get about two, three hours of sleep a day. Then on weekends, I try not to do anything on weekends. But yet, People have so much to say about me. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. People, like I tell my wonderful students, people are going to talk about you for the rest of your life. Even when you're old and gray and did everything right, people still going to find something to talk about. It's up to you not to let that affect you. I had to turn around the negativity and use that as gas, use that as fuel to keep moving. In this country, unfortunately, even in the black community, it's, it's very unfortunate. I'm going to say, I, a lot of people ain't going to like what I'm about to say, but this is true. I want you to paint, I want, I'm going to paint a picture to you. Imagine if you're in a room. Imagine you're in a room full of black professionals. I'm saying this because I live in Atlanta, so I've never been in a room of white professionals, actually, believe it or not. But, so, imagine you're in a room with black professionals, shaking hands and networking, because, you know, you just want to connect with people that are like-minded. And you say, hey, Tell him the name. And you say, hey, what do you do? Oh, well, I own a company. I own a startup. And we're doing this, we're doing that. And you just, in all this young person your age that is out here grinding and hustling and telling you they're up all night. And, you know, they've been, they've been really going at it and they started from the ground up and all these great things. And then they say, what do you do? You, and you say, I'm an educator. 
And it's so funny because the whole conversation changes. And so, oh, okay. What are you doing here? I'm networking. <laughs> but you're but you're educated. Shouldn't you be like doing less plans or something? This is the conversation that is usually about the way the conversation goes. And then usually walk on start a conversation with somebody else. So so what I gather is the idea of being an educator is looked down upon because, you know, educators are known not to make much money. You know, not the most grabbing job. You know, you don't you don't go on business trips to Miami. <laughs> you know, I don't have a company car. Although I should because I spend so much money of my own that I don't have. But I remember I had a conversation with my auntie. My auntie was born. In, back in the 50s she told me that we had the conversation she told me that if somebody were to come to Huntsville, Alabama in 60, and say they a teacher in Atlanta or educator, principal, whatever you'd be like woo, you doing good really from the conversations that I have with my aunt in any black city or in the black community, anytime you're doing something, even if you're cleaning houses, they will applaud you because you're doing something. But now, you gotta be going above, beyond. You gotta have something to scrap. Everybody, you gotta have a business. You gotta work for some type of Fortune 500 country company. But what about following your passion? What about the people who don't go chasing money? What about the people who who think about changing the world? And you can change the world in more ways than one. If you, Listen, I know police officers don't have the best rap, but when I meet a black police officer, I shake their hand. You're doing something people don't want to do. And you following your passion despite what people say. I applaud you. Black teachers, despite how the country treats us, educators, despite the persona of an educator, you are so powerful. Those same people who talk shit about educators are the same people that wouldn't be where they are without them. Everybody in this country went to school. At some point, uh, you could have dropped out in the fourth grade. You still were in school. Now, whether a teacher had a negative impact on you or not, I guarantee you, if they did have a negative impact, you probably say, because people love to say this, I mean, my teacher said I was going to be nothing. If the teacher would have never said you're going to be nothing, you probably wouldn't have tried as hard. You tried so hard. All your life to prove that you're going to be something and you end up being that. Not saying that teacher is right. I don't believe in that. But I'm saying, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher or a freaking astronaut. If you follow your passion, if you're doing something to change the world, if you're doing something for you, I applaud you. Whatever that is. 
It's not enough people in this world that applaud people people for following their heart. We have to learn to be our own biggest fan. I know it's hard in a world that is dictated on social media. I've learned how the people on social media ain't really happy. You go on trips and you be broke and all this other stuff because when you at home by yourself, you can't stand it. Not you, but a lot of people like that. I'm telling you, if we live in a world that motivate each other, <laughs> things would be a lot different. I'm going to be honest with you. Trump wouldn't even have no say-so and shit if we all support each other the way we need to. Hell, Trump probably wouldn't even be in office if we all supported each other and did what we need to do. I always say this, and this is my honest truth. I want the best for this whole world, not just myself. But that's the problem sometimes. Sometimes you can want so much more for somebody else and so less for you. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. And I talked about this leg up, so it's okay. Look out for you. Yes, I work a lot. Yes, I... <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had a birthday party. I don't remember the last time I've been invited to one. Now, when I was wild, drunk, and crazy, yeah. And for some reason, I didn't have no problem with that. But when I changed my life and started to calm down, started to have a more straight, narrow persona, Things started to change. Those same people I used to hear from, I don't hear from no more. I'm not the same person I was at a party. Now at a party, you might see me in the corner somewhere. I might have a conversation, but I ain't, I ain't wild and crazy taking my shirt off. It got to come time when you grow up. It got to come time. I know some people probably listening to this and like, damn, this nigga depressed. I'm actually not. Have I been before? Sure. Do I feel like I am sometimes? Yeah. But then I think to myself, this ain't depression. This is motivation. I'm not down. I'm not quitting. I'm not down in my dumps. Down in the dumps. I'm not quitting. I'm keeping going. Even when I think I don't have enough. Because, see, I'm a man of God. God doesn't give you anything that you cannot conquer. I believe that. I believe that if it was something I could not do, he wouldn't put it in my in my space to do it. So 
I have to be able to listen and motivate myself. But listen to God and understand that even when I am alone, I'm not truly alone. Yes, my feet hurt. My body aches. My head hurts every night. That's probably because I don't get enough sleep. But one day, and I tell myself this every day, one day, I'm going to look back at this. I'm going to look back at all the hours I worked and all the money I made that didn't go to vacations and didn't go to fancy cars, didn't go to throwing parties and drinks and shots and all the other shit. You know, I had somebody recently say, man, you need to go buy some clothes, man. You can't be going around with these clothes, you know. And it wasn't because of my clothes that I wear look crazy. Because I'm wearing name brand. Or because, you know, I don't have a lot of going out clothes, but I don't go out a lot. I don't have time. Their focus is looking good for everybody else. My focus is being able to survive and live. My focus also, at the end of the day, I prefer to work hard now while I got the energy. So when I get old and gray and have grandkids, I can sit back and relax. The same people you see, and it's not everybody. Some people can actually afford a lifestyle like that. And by all means, if you work hard or whatever, Dude, enjoy life. I, hey, I'm happy for you. But for me, I gotta work. I gotta grind now. No, I'm not entrepreneur. I might be one day. I feel like it's coming, but I'm not. And even though I have a a, a business mindset, I don't have Bill Gates money. But I feel like it's coming. But the thing about life is you will never know what's in store for you if you don't keep going. If you quit yourself, you're going to quit right where you right where you are. So if you're unhappy in the place you are and you quit, you're going to be unhappy for a long time. So in order to change that feeling, you got to keep going. Push through that happiness. Motivate yourself to be what you want to be, whatever that might be. Who give a shit about what people say? It took me a long time to say, fuck you. You ain't paying my bills. I ain't fucking you. I don't give a fuck what you say. It took me a long time. Listen, I can't control what people say. I can't control what people say or when they say it. But I control my reaction. And what I take in. I have ears, but I don't got to listen to everything. And I'm really good at pretending like I'm listening and I don't be knowing what, nothing you saying. Sometimes we got to get that talent. That's a talent. Sometimes we have to adapt that. Not everything is worth us taking in. Our body's a temple. And I'm not going to let no poison come in and crumble God's creation. 
and for no other human being besides Jesus Christ himself to come in my life into my mind, into my world, to my bubble, and decide how I'm going to live my day. It's up to me. If I want to wake up pissed off, that's on me. I can't let no other motherfucker control what I'm going to do. And see, I'm passionate about this. Because I got people in my life that I know, and I don't talk to you, I don't talk to you, but when I talk to you, I, I see I'm not in I'm not in this boat by myself. A lot of people base what they they gonna be off of some other motherfucker. If Preston wanna wake up happy, god damn it, I'm about to wake up with a smile on my face, although I'm in a pile of shit. I I'm serious. I have learned that I decide what the hell is my destiny. Me and God. I don't have everything I want. Shit. I don't have everything I need. Well, actually, I do. Everything I need. I don't have everything I want. But I got food. I got a house. I got a car. I got gas in it. My bills don't pay. <laughs> I got more bills coming. But my bills are paid. But. So. But one thing. That I know. All them things I named out. Get some paid in bills. Preston did. Guess who goes to work and makes this money? Preston does. Guess who house, guess who name is on, on his paperwork? Preston says. Ain't nobody in this world gonna be here for you like you. You know, sometimes I, I wonder how would the world be if social media wasn't around? I think, me personally, I need, as I'm talking, I hadn't thought this out loud, or even in my mind, I thought I needed to leave social media. Although, I have learned not to compare myself. The thought still comes to my mind. I look at people and be like, dang, shit, I wish I had like that. But then I say, Preston, come on now. Your time is coming. And here, that time might not be here. That might not even be their car. I know I love so many people that I know personally. They go and rent cars and they take sh- shitload of pictures and you can think that this. And what? I want the best for everybody. If you're in my circle, I don't really have a circle, but if you're somebody that I care about, I do care about a lot of people, though. I want you to be happy, whatever that may be, whether you work at Pepsi 
or from Madison County Schools, Atlanta Public Schools, or if you got your own business. I hope you thrive in whatever avenue you decide to turn on or decide to drive down. I actually do. I am actually am genuinely happy for people who actually have worked and put time in and have reached their idea of success. I just know that it's time for me. The only person that I need to be focused on right now is me. And the only person you should be focused on is you, unless you got kids or something like that. That's different. But even then, when you focus on yourself, especially single parents, I think it, I think as a single parent, you can tend to focus on everybody else, especially your kids, and forget that you gotta focus on yourself too. In order for your kids to be happy, you do too. For that sister out there who thinking, why the hell did they have two kids with this bum-ass nigga? Well, the damage is done. And I ain't talking about the kids. They ain't damaged. I, I, the, the impression that that nigga made on you might be. But those kids not. You have to make yourself happy. So then in return, you can make those kids happy. Get babysitting. Even if it's just for three hours. Go get a drink. Uber to the bar. Get a drink. Get some food. Come on back. If that's what make you happy. Go out on that day. Give that guy a chance. See what he's about. Never know. Might be your next husband. Life comes and happens when you least expect it. By the end of the day, you want to make sure you're ready. If you're ready, you never have to prepare. Enjoy life. Work hard. And even if you're not enjoying life right now, keep working. Even when you feel like you don't want to. Or you don't have any of you. And pray. Pray to God to give you the strength to keep going. Lord, I ask right now. To give everybody listening to this. The strength to keep going. Even though times are hard and. And we live in a world full of unexpected. I just hope and pray that, Lord, you keep your hands on each and every one of us. Even folks that aren't listening to this, this is my prayer. Because we all can need, we all need a little bit of you. 
Although we made in the image, we all need a little bit more. Hope this message is received. Mm. Well, that's that. Be your own biggest fan. Root yourself. Make a cheer for yourself. And keep pushing. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Mind of Young Black Man. I hope you understand where I was coming from with this. I just want the best for everybody. Wherever that may be. See you next time.